Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. I give myself to you because you gave yourself to me. You died for my sins. You covered me by your blood. I am all yours. I surrender all to you. I surrender all to you. I belong to you. I am not of myself. I I don't belong to myself. I belong to you. In Jesus' name, we worship you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, praise team. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So good just to be in the presence of the Lord, stand in the worship. Never want to get in a hurry, amen? Hallelujah, we trust you, Lord Jesus. Today, today's message is strengthen our hands in your presence. If you've been with us for a little bit, you've noticed that the Lord has given us a couple of things to focus on this year. One is that came out of the messages is the presence of the Lord. How many desires his presence? I desire his presence over anything else. Where two or three are gathered in his name and they begin to worship and pray and, and intercede and for one another and they press in the presence of the Lord. I've been in prayer meetings with a few and I've been in prayers meeting with a lot and it's not the number, it's the heart. Amen. And I thank God that his presence is here this morning. Anybody sense the presence of the Lord today? There's a, there's a sweet spirit that's in this place. We worship you, God. Lord, we pray a covering over our children's church for those that are, that are working back there today, for the children, oh God, and that you'll minister to them. Lord, and I've seen something on the board that says that you need Jesus Christ as your Savior. They need repentance, and, and that they need to hear that at a young age, that, that, that we have to repent of our sins for the forgiveness of our sins. Today I want to preach on this message of strengthening our hands in your presence, O God. And this is going to tie in with our theme that's been for this year. And again, I submit again, it's not just a theme, but this is, I believe, what the Lord has put upon us in this returning and the refining and rebuilding. Go ahead and put that next slide up there. The returning, refining, and rebuilding. How many who wants to grab onto that? The year's not over. Go ahead and say, the year's not over. God has a plan for this church. And you're going to be amazed even today what the Lord is saying and the alignment of things. And I'm trusting the Lord. I, I don't want to make nothing out of, or something out of nothing. I believe, though, that God is doing something in our midst. And I'm holding on to this returning, refining, and rebuilding. God is doing it. He's moving on the hearts of people. You may not always see some things that are happening because it's under the surface. Uh, but when God begins to shift some things around, it comes to the surface. How many is ready for that shift to take place? Amen. I'm trusting in the Lord. 
I'm standing on His Word. Amen? So let's say the declaration of the Word today. Hold your Bibles up strong and say it. I believe this is the Word of God. I believe it's fully the Word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's Word today. I'm alert. I'm listening and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is so good. I want to start off this message again with just another person of faith. You probably recognize the name Corey Ten Boom. And I believe the Lord strengthened her hands because of his presence. If you know a little bit about her story, she's a Dutch Christian who lived through the horrors of the Nazi regime in World War II. Corey and her family risked their lives to hide Jewish refugees from the Nazis and were eventually caught and sent to concentration camps. Despite the unimaginable suffering she endured, Corey never lost her faith. Amen. Hold on to your faith. God, no matter what your circumstance is, he is always on the throne. He's always worthy to be praised, and he will bring us through. She never lost her faith, and she, ate, she even forgave her captors after the war ended. There's some great stories that talk about that even there, there was a time that one of the ones who, who was, was mean to her, a guard, uh, she recognized him, but he didn't recognize her. And he stuck out her, his hand to shake her hand. And this was many years after the war. And she had to work through that process. Do I shake his hand? And that God gave her the grace to shake his hand. That's true forgiveness. Amen. Her story is a powerful reminder that even in the darkest of times, God's love and grace can sustain us. Amen. So I want to tie this in just as a, a foundation that God is able to sustain and keep us. Someone like Corey Timboon who suffer so much that we've not even close to ever suffered in our lives. Maybe there's some of you that have stories that there may be an abuse in your life and, and horror, but I want to let you know that God is always there, has always been. He didn't leave you, didn't forsake you. You may not always understand. We don't always understand why, but God's grace is sufficient to bring us through, everyone. He's able to strengthen our hands, to do his work. Why did he do our hands strengthen? To continue to do the work that he's called us to do. So I want to go to Nehemiah chapter 6. As we continue on our story, again, at the beginning of the year, when the Lord put on my heart of this theme of uh, returning, refining, and rebuilding, that especially that word rebuilding comes in, into my heart. And, and so I've asked a few other pastors along the way, and even this week, I'm like, when you hear this returning, refining, rebuilding, when you hear the word rebuilding, what, what book of the Bible comes to your mind? That Every one of them said, Nehemiah. I'm like, okay, I'm on the right track. I believe that's where God, and, and, and the story of Nehemiah is powerful, but it wasn't the whole story that got my attention at the beginning. It was just that I knew there's this story of rebuilding. That's what we needed to focus on. That's what we needed to hear on and, 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 and stay true to. And, but in the midst of the story of rebuilding, there was a lot of other things that, that were taking place in the story that's so important for the church today. And so that's what I want to pull out of this story of Nehemiah as we keep walking through it. And I know it's taken us some time, and, and uh, we started at the beginning of January, and we paused and talked about the presence of the Lord, and we keep coming back and forth. But I believe in God's timing and in God's way, he has, a, he has it all lined out. Amen? Amen? So let's start right here. This first idea, and you'll see it easily when we read through the first couple of verses, is beware of the enemy's tactics. 
the enemy, Satan. Remember, we don't fly, fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities. There's, a, there's an enemy warfare behind anything that takes place. It's in the heavenlies. So be aware of, but he does work through people. <laughs> and we'll see that here in this story. Verse 1, now it happened when Symbolit and Tobiah and Geshem and the Arab and the rest of the enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that there were no breaks left in it, though at the time I had not hung the doors and the gates. Now, I, I'm going to pause and, and I'm going to show you two other slides from previous messages to show you how the Lord's laying this all out. We go back into uh, January, for, or January 15th, and this was the message that, that we're finding favor for rebuilding. And under this thought of favor to prosper and rebuild despite the opposition, now we're here in Nehemiah, I have built the wall. And we saw that in Nehemiah chapter 2, that Sambalat, uh, the Horonite, Tobiah, the Amorite officials, they, they were laughing at them for wanting to even try to rebuild the wall. They're like, they're, what is this that you're doing, right? They were being, they were being mocked. And then in, in uh, May, we looked at this message again, and we're in chapter 4, and we're talking about persevering in his presence. We're going to keep persevering in his presence. And, and this is where we see in verse 1 that it so happened when Sambalat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant, and he began to mock the Jews. So we see this is what was going on, but in spite of... Nehemiah kept building, leading the people, and they still, they got the job done. But then Sambalat and, and it came, verse 2, and he came and he said, let us meet together. We see that the wall is, is done, there's some things you've done great, but let us, let's meet together among the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me harm. Because of the Holy Spirit, and believe me, the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of God moved on in the hearts of people in the Old Testament, and they, and they were in tune with God, and He had a sense that something wasn't right here. The second thought I want you to stay on mission despite the enemy. Don't let the enemy bring distractions when they come. You have to shake those things off and keep on mission. Stay on mission despite the enemy. This is what his response. I sent a messenger to him saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? And I'm going to tell you right now, you'll want to be here tonight. In, in chapter 1 and chapter 2, we're going to talk about focus. In chapter 1, we're going to talk about focus. And, and there's some things, Nehemiah shows up in the book. Now, who knew when I got this book that I'm going to be preaching on Nehemiah and that it's going to show up, uh, and in fact, it's not just the book of Nehemiah, it's chapter 6 shows up in tonight's book. Does God have a way to ordain steps? Amen? All right, if, if you've missed anything, I hope that through the day, you'll see that God is ordering our steps. And when we know that God has ordered my steps, I can walk in confidence and following the leadership that God has placed with us. And, and, and I'm going to be, I'm going to say right, right now, the Lord's placed me here as pastor. You've got to have confidence and trust in me to follow what the Lord is doing. And if you will, not because of who I am, but because of who he is, God has a plan. Amen. How many wants to see your lost saved, your lost loved one. Stay on course. Uh, join the journey. Desire the journey. Stay the journey. Share the journey. God has a plan for us. And he's going to show us in this message that he's not let us go. So he goes, I, I knew something was going on, but they sent me this message four times. And I answered them in the same manner. 
Then Sambalat sent his servant to me as before the fifth time with an open letter in his hand. There's so much I want to say, but I'll save it for tonight. You'll want to be here as we talk about focus and we talk about two types of distractions that can keep us off course. God is so good. This is, I'm, just over, I'm just overwhelmed with what God wants to do today. Verse 6, stay on mission despite mistruths. You need to write this down. The enemy is really good at taking partial truth or part of a story and giving people part of a story, not a whole story, and they're making decisions based on part of a story. Now, I'm not making this up. I'm reading this right out of the Word. Listen. Now, it was written, it was reported among the nations. And Geshem says that you and the Jews plan to rebel. Therefore, according to these rumors, you're rebuilding the wall that you may be their king. Now look, we go back to the beginning of Nehemiah. Nehemiah didn't say, hey, king of Persia, right? I think I want to go back and be king over Judah. He said the king is the one that initiated the conversation. Nehemiah, what's wrong with you? Nehemiah says, uh, uh, what do you mean? He goes, you're not the same as you always are. There's something wrong with you right now. There's a heaviness about you. And he says, I have a burden for the people. And, and I have a burden for my homeland. Uh, we've been saved from the, from the exile. We were brought into captivity. Our lives were spared. Then you've conquered Babylon. And this is Persia, right? And, and now we're staying with you. But back at home, uh, uh, Ezra took some group back to rebuild the city. But I got a report back. It is. And so dismayed. It's so desolated it's been tore down so much uh, my heart is heavy it's okay to have a broken heart when things uh, seem to fall apart uh, it's okay to have a broken heart to, to, and, and a sadness uh, but I want to let you know that the king of king doesn't want you to stay sad uh, he's going to change the situation around and in the midst of this he's going to call some to, to set them positions and, and leadership to lead not because of a title but because of a passion for the people of God so Nehemiah didn't ask to go back. The, the king began to talk to him, and he says, okay, can I go back and do this? And the king blessed him. He had the favor of the king to get the lumber, to get the supplies, and the king was behind this. But here's the truth. The truth is that they were rebuilding a wall. The mistruth is that it was fun to say they were doing it for a different reason, to rebel against the king. Why would Nehemiah rebel against the one who's given him favor? He was under good standing, but throughout this whole story, this is what Symbala and Tobiah were doing. They were trying to say, you're going against the king. They just didn't realize he had the king's favor. And I want to let you know today, you have the king's favor. We have the king's favor. The Lord is in this place today. So therefore, according to these rumors, you're rebuilding a wall that you may be their king. Verse 7. And I want you to get this thought. Stay on mission despite enemy's threats. And you have also appointed prophets to proclaim concerning you at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah. Now these matters will be reported to the king, so come therefore and let us consult together. He's threatening that we're going to go tell the king of Persia what you're really up to. Then I sent to him, saying, No, such thing as you say are being done, but you invent them in your hearts. You're making up stuff. You're taking part of the story and not sharing the whole story. Be careful when you hear part of a story. Say on mission in the strength of the Lord. Verse 9. 
For they all were trying to make us afraid. That's the tactic of the enemy, right? To try to make us afraid. To be in fear. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. But of power. We've got to have the second part. Love. If you, don't have, if you don't have love and you have power, you're going to be dangerous. He's given us authority. Not just power. I wish I could preach a different message right now. My wife and I, uh, we went down Thursday night to Indianapolis for some things. And, and uh, without us knowing, the, uh, the Church of God in Christ, uh, which is a, uh, another denomination of a darker persuasion, uh, uh, they're mainly a, a black congregation. And uh, we found out they were having their general assembly. And so we decided to walk in. And uh, we were there with about three or 4,000 uh, people that night. Uh, I wasn't dressed up. They were dressed up, I can tell you that. Uh, but the preacher, he preached a message. Uh, and maybe I'll steal some of the notes sometime, but we don't have just power, but we have authority. There's a difference between power and authority. And well, we're going to walk in the authority that God gives us. And there's a lot of people that had power, but they didn't have authority. And uh, wow, it's powerful. God, we thank you for the way you order our steps. And you give us authority in you. They were trying to make us afraid. You don't have to be afraid when you have the authority in Jesus Christ. You don't have to be afraid when you've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. To, you have to live in fear of God. We talked about that last week. But we can walk in confidence. I don't have to be fearful, fearful for what anyone says or what they're doing. When we are on the right mission, God is going to bring us through. Amen? He says, try and make us afraid, saying their hands will be weakened in the work. And it will not be done. Now, therefore, our, oh God, here it is. This is why I've got it here. Strengthen my hands. How many need your hands strengthened right now? It's okay to say, God, I need my hands strengthened. Uh, and this is the picture of because I want to continue the work that you called me to do. God is not done with the Central Church of God. Strengthen our hands, oh God. There's a harvest field that's all around this place. Uh, there's a harvest field that needs to be won for the kingdom of God. We can't get weak. Uh, we can't stop working. But Lord, we're praying for your strength. Uh, it's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by the Spirit of God who will strengthen us. Amen. Strengthen our hands. Afterward, I came to the house of Shemaiah, and he's a he's a prophet, and and he was a who who, but he was also a secret informer. He said, "Let us meet together." He thought he was going to the to the prophet to hear, but he was a secret informer for Tobiah and Symbolit. Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple and let us close the doors of the temple for they are coming to kill you indeed. At night they will come to kill you. Now listen, stay on mission in the strength of the Lord. Catch this next verse. And I said, should such a man as I flee? And who is there such as I who would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. I see what you're trying to do. The Spirit of God is telling me, don't go that way. Why should I flee? I've been empowered by the King to come here. 
I'm not going to flee from the situation that he's called me to do. Uh, Not just a king, but the king of kings. Uh, Nehemiah knew that he was on mission for God to rebuild the city, to rebuild the walls, and and he wasn't going to let anything get in the way. The enemy was trying to destroy, trying to kill, trying to destruct, but God gave power to Nehemiah. He gave him authority. He gave him favor. And he says, we're going to build in spite of. Uh, In the middle of building, the enemy was trying to attack, but they learned to fight and build at the same time. Uh, We're going to fight against the spiritual warfare. We're going to keep pressing in. I'm telling you that God has a plan. The enemy will not win. We have the victory, and God is going to see us through. Amen? I'm not going to flee. This is what Nehemiah is saying. And I'm saying it this morning. I'm not going to flee. I believe that God has a mission for us here at Central Church of God. I'm going to stay in, in I'm going to stay behind the wall. I'm going to see the wall built. I'm going to keep pressing in. And I want to see others who's going to join the fight. Join the fight. Come out tonight. That sounded pretty good right there. Someone write that down. Join the fight. Come out tonight. Verse 12. Then I perceived that God had not sent him at all. But he pronounced the prophecy against me because Tobiah and Symbolic had hired him. When you're staying in the strength of the Lord, when you're letting the Holy Spirit lead you, when you're sensitive to the presence of a God, that's why we want to keep entering in. And we see, entering in is intentional. And there might be some mornings, and I've said this before and I'll. I'll cover it again at different times, but there, there may be some mornings that you just don't feel like being that worshiper. Because you walk in, and we just keep settling in, and we keep pressing in, and we may sing a song a little bit longer. We may just keep pressing in. You're like, when are you going to stop that song? When we have a breakthrough. That's the answer. Because he deserves the glory. He deserves the praise. I, I'm just pressing in. It takes effort takes intentionality. I'm going to keep pressing in, but my flesh don't feel right. Your flesh doesn't feel like it. But that's why it's so important that we become overcomers of our flesh and we press in. Because then we become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't feel like praying at home. You need to pray at home. You need to find a place to press in. Find those times so you can begin to hear and the voice of the Lord. Because when you meet a false prophet that wants to give you a good word and it's not really from God, something checks you and that's the Holy Spirit because you've been listening to Him, because you've been in His Word and you know what His Word really says and you know the plans that God has for you, not a plan of man, but the plan of God. We've got to be sensitive to hear the voice of the Lord so we can say, I perceive that God did not send Him. When you perceive that it's not from God, go ahead and turn it off. Don't begin to listen to something. Don't go, well, I'll kind of hear it out just to see. No. If you know that it's not from God, you shut it down immediately. Don't give any room, any space for the enemy. If you begin to hear some something, can I just preach this morning? If you begin to hear something about someone or about a situation or about the church and it doesn't seem to line up, go ahead and shut it down. Find the truth. I, I believe truth is there. But be careful of the seeds that the enemy wants to sow. Don't entertain mistruths or half-truths. Stay on mission in the strength of the Lord, verse 13. For this reason he was hired. That I should be afraid and act that way in sin so that they may have 
cause, they might have cause for an evil report that they may, that may might reproach me. Guard your heart against sin. God will protect you. God will protect your reputation if you'll, repeat, if you'll protect your integrity. So write that down. God will protect your reputation if you'll protect your integrity. Listen to this in verse 14. Stay on mission. The second part is trust God to avenge. How many like to take your own revenge? <laughs> you, you want to, right? <laughs> Nobody's raising their hands. How many like to try to take revenge if you can, right? It's like, but you realize, i got to let God take care of these things. In the flesh, we'll act out, we'll mess it up. But let me give you some scripture. My God, remember Tobiah and Symbala according to their works. He's praying this out. God, you take care of Tobiah and Symbala. Symbolic. According to their works. And the prophetess Nodiah and the rest of the prophets who, who, would, who would have made me afraid. Let me give you something in the New Testament. Romans chapter 12. This is what Paul writes. If it is possible, as much depends on you, live peaceable with all men. It's not always easy, right? But it's our challenge. This is what calling. Live peaceable among all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. So if anybody ever asked, is it okay to avenge myself? No. Everybody say it with me. No. Louder so they can hear you on the live stream. No. But rather, give place. Brian's out in the foyer right now, so that's why we're not hearing that. No. But rather give place to the wrath. This is talking about God's wrath. Give place to let God take care of it. Vengeance is mine. I will play, repay, says the Lord. So are you ready for some, some good stuff right now? Be ready for a shift. Are you ready? Verse 15. So the walls was finished on the 25th day of Elul. In 52 days. Verse 16. And it happened when all our enemies heard of it. I mean, think about it. They, they, they rebuilt the wall in 52 days. When all the enemies heard of it, all the nations around us saw these things. They were very disheartened in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was done by our God. Sometimes people get mad when God does things that he wants to do. The enemy... Wants all churches to fail. Enemy gets mad when there's a returning, a refining, and a rebuilding. He'll try to throw all the stops in the way. That's why God wants to continue to remind us. Aren't you glad that he doesn't? I'm glad for a word. Now I want to hold on to the word. But I'm glad for little reminders on the way that God is on our side. That God has not let us go. That God is going to keep us going. So you got to hear this. Be ready for a shift. I want to go back to verse 15. Move to the next slide. It says again, So the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in the 52 days. Here's what the New Living Translation says. So on October 2nd, the wall was finished just 52 days after he had begun. So here's just a little side note. A, a number of dates... 
in the book of Nehemiah can be cross-checked with dates in surviving Persian records and related accurately to our modern calendar. So in verse 15 in the Hebrew, in the 25th year of the day of, of the month of Elu, the ancient Hebrew lunar calendar, this day was October 2nd, 445 B.C. Isn't it interesting how they can trace some, some, things, some things back? And you're, you're like, well, why, why are you telling me this? Well, can I just let you know what happened here on October 2nd in 2022? Go ahead, that next slide. That was a Sunday. On October 2nd, in our church, and I don't want to make nothing out of, or something out of nothing, but I don't want to miss what God is doing. Is it just by accident that on a, and I didn't know, I, was, I just found this studying this, I'm like, oh, are you serious? I, I even said something to my wife, I'm like, that was October 2nd. I, I, and, and at first I didn't even look at the other translation, I was standing in, I was like, I want to go see how do I know? October 2nd is the night that the Lord revealed to us this idea, if, we, if, we'll, if we'll shift, the, the if is in the shift and he is in the then. How many remember being there on that, on that Sunday night? That was a night that God it was moving. He had an idea. So you got to hear this. Listen, God knows what you have been through. He knows what you're going through. And he knows what you will go through. Amen? And he knows when a shift is needed, you can trust him. I want to let you know on October 2nd, uh, 2022, God was doing a shift uh, because it was released in a prayer meeting uh, when we were praying together. He gave us this word shift. He hasn't given up on us and it's going to keep showing up. It's going to keep showing up because God has a plan and he's reminding us, uh, I haven't given up on you. Don't give up on me. I have a plan and I have a purpose. Be ready for a shift. Someone say that with me. Be ready for a shift. So here's what I want you to let you know. 52 days. Now I know we're already past 52 days uh, of the beginning of the year. But I believe it was significant. I had this part kind of worked out in my mind ahead of time before I found out this. I, I was going to let you know. In 52 days from today will be August the 30th. It's a Wednesday night. You'll want to be here. Why? I don't know. It's, I just think something is going to happen. Someone to begin to declare with me in the next 52 days. How many believe that God is a God of turnaround, that he can do something? And I believe right now in the next 52 days, go ahead and get encouraged. It may not happen on day 50. It may happen on day 51. It may be all the way to 52. Don't get discouraged, but believe me, I believe that God is going to do something significant. There's going to be some kind of shift in the next next 52 days on August 30th I believe that God is going to have a plan in this time frame something is going to be poured out are you ready for it again I don't want to make something out of nothing but I've been around long enough that God does these little things to get our attention I don't think there's another church this is how God sees you where you are right now out of all the billion people on the planet earth he see, how many believes that he sees you that he sees your heart. He knows your thought. He knows how many hairs on your head. He knows those things all about you. Of all the people, he knows what you're thinking right now. And if God knows you individually, can he not know a church? Can he not know one particular congregation? 
that he has a plan for this congregation just as he has a plan for all the other churches, but he has a plan for us? Is God big enough to line up our steps with the word of God that, that other people can read and, and it may not make the impact that's making on us because it stands out to us because they didn't have a service on October 2nd uh, where God was pouring out the shift uh, message uh, saying that if you'll do this, then I'll do that. Uh, can we not understand that God is greater than our imagination, our ability, and that something this significant uh, could be preordained by God, uh, that this is not an accident, but he's doing these little things to encourage us to stay in, stay on mission, because I have a plan for you. This is what God, I have a plan for you. I know this seems overwhelming. Let it overwhelm you. Don't doubt, but receive. God, this can't be a coincidence. At first, I thought it was a coincidence, and I'm, no, this can't be coincidental. I've been praying too much and opening books too much where Nehemiah shows up and, and this shows up, and, and God keeps reminding me, and at the time, at the right time, just at the right time. You're saying, well, what, why does that make a difference? Because if I did this last week and counted out 52 days, it wasn't going to end up on a Wednesday where we're going to be together. I, I just I believe that God has something in store if we're listening to him. I'm not trying to go in and, and, and find hidden things in the Word of God. I'm saying that he is revealing to us something for our church to give us the encouragement to keep on, keep on, keep on. Amen? Hallelujah. The final thoughts of Nehemiah here, these last three verses, two verses. Or three verses, verse 17. Stay on mission. Why? The enemy won't stop. We gotta stay on mission, but the enemy's not gonna stop. Verse 17. Also in those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters to Tobiah, and the letters of Tobiah came to them. For many in Judah were pledged to him, they had an allegiance with Tobiah, so they're gonna, they're gonna be on his side, not the, the side of Nehemiah. Because he was a son-in-law of Shechaniah, the son of Ara, and his son, Johananan, had married a daughter of Meshulam. You try to say these words, too. And the son of Berkashiah. Woo! But they reported it as good. They reported his deeds were good. They were on the side of Tobiah. And they reported my words to him. And Tobiah continued to send letters to frighten me. So are you ready to do the Bible? This week, I want you to read Hebrews chapter 12, first 17 verses. Pray this. Lord, I trust you to strengthen my hands to do the work you have called me to do. I will pursue peace with others and trust you to be my avenger. Here it is. If I lay aside weights and sins... Then you will strengthen my hands to fulfill your plan for my life. How many believes that God has a plan for your life? Go ahead and raise your hand. How many believes that God has a plan for your life? Weights and sins messes up the plans. They get in the way. Puts a pause but when you do what the book of Hebrews says, we'll look at it. When you lay aside these things and you keep your eyes on Jesus, 
the author and finisher of your faith. He'll help you end the race, run the race, and do the work he's called you to do. Let's look at a few verses as we're wrapping up. Verse, tw- verse 1, chapter 12. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. How many has heard that passage before? Those two, we, we love those two verses. But you know what? There's some other powerful things. If you keep reading in the same chapter, so I want to say the same chapter, you get down to verse 12, he says this, Therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. How many knows we can take comfort in this verse? Strengthen our hands, O Lord, in your presence. But here's the clincher. Verse 14. Pursue peace with all people. Does that sound familiar? And holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking careful, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest anyone, lest any root of bitterness springs up that causes trouble, and by this many become defiled. Let us there, let there be, lest there be any fornicators or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, When he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. As the praise team begins to to come back, I believe that God wants to pour out a blessing on his church. He wants to pour out a blessing on his people. He wants to pour out a blessing on your families. How many want to receive that blessing for, your, for yourself and for your families? Lord, we pray with this word this morning. Let it seek deep into our heart. I, I really believe you've, you order our steps. I want to be in tune with you. Now, I believe, Lord, at the beginning of this year, you had a plan. You gave us this message to digest, to eat on, to stay full of, to, su- to sustain us through this year. You have a plan. Help us not miss your plan. But Lord, but receive your blessings. How many is ready to receive the blessings of God? So this altar service is an res- altar service of response. Lord, I want to receive all the blessings that you have. That's not a selfish because God wants to pour out his blessings. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his face shine upon you. How many wants to receive that today? So I want to encourage you if, if you're able, you may not be able, but there's empty seats on the front row. Just find a place this morning. Let's engage in together in the presence of the Lord. The Lord has some plans and they're, they're, and if you need prayer, get my attention. I will pray with you. You can pray with one another. 
But I just want to take these next few moments to just praise God a little bit more. But in this praise, we're going to give Him the glory. But He also wants to pour out His blessings on us. I want His Word to be alive. Lord, touch us this morning. Will you come find a place of prayer? Maybe stand in the altars. Maybe kneel at the altars. But just seek the Lord this morning.